I'm here with um, Bass Bloom. Um, if you could introduce yourself, sort of say a little bit about um, your uh, what you've been talking about here at the Nuffield Trust Summit today, and um, the, sort of explain um, you know what kind of themes you've been exploring here. Yeah. My name's uh, Bas Bloom. I'm a professor of movement disorder neurology at uh, Radboud University Medical Center. It's one of the large university medical centers in Holland. Um, I'm also one of the founders of uh, the Dutch Parkinson Net. And my lecture here today at the uh, uh, Nuffield Summit uh, was about patient participation uh, and the role in the future of care for people with chronic disorders like Parkinson's disease. Um, I explained to the audience that my background is uh, also a medical director of a center of excellence for Parkinson's disease. Um, and we evaluated the merits, the outcomes and costs of my center versus community-based ordinary centers. And much to our disgrace, paper published in the Lancet Neurology, it was a negative trial. So my lesson learned was a center of excellence in isolation and may be fine to polish your patients, quote unquote, uh, but if you don't link to the community and to the patient's homes, uh, it's basically worthless. So I spoke about my vision of the future of healthcare, which should be an integrated care organization, extending all the way from academia to the patient's homes, whereby um, there's a lot of emphasis on patient participation and self-management. We're building a set of tools to support patients in their self-management, uh, medication dispensers, communities so they can interact with other patients, um, virtual consultations done in the home, uh, Parkinson TV to bring knowledge from the academia to the patients' homes. Could you explain a little bit about that? Because I thought that was an interesting concept and just how that seems to be sort of embedded in the, in the um, health centre, in the hospital almost. Um, yeah. yeah, so the, we've traditionally always invested heavily in the physical handshake with the famous professor in the hospital. What we're doing now is trying to bring the knowledge that's in my head to a much broader audience, but in the patient's own home. So we have web-based television, uh, whereby patients decide about the topics. We have a panel of patients, and it's always about topics that you least suspect. It's about sex, it's about sleep, it's about job losses. Okay. Um, there are always patients at the table. Patients can view our broadcast sessions from their homes, raise questions live, or you can view the missed episodes offline because you can all see it on parkinsontv.nl. I think in general, many of the questions do resemble what I hear in my office. The tremendous difference being when I answer the question to my patient in my clinic, it's a one-on-one -on -one consultation and the answer dissipates in the air. Now I reach 5,000 patients all at the same time and the information and the answer is stored on the web so that future patients can also hear the answer. So that's what I mean about bringing unique knowledge in my head to a much broader audience in a very effective way. Okay, and um, what kind of feedback have you had from patients about this? I mean, are they, are they very engaged and on board with it? Yeah, patients are screaming for information. If you have any chronic disease, Patients want to learn more about the disease. And traditionally, doctors don't have the time to educate patients. So we think this is both a very patient-centered, but also a very effective way of bringing knowledge to the patient's homes. They don't have to travel physically to the hospital. They can do it in their own time at home. They decide about the topics. They can raise the questions. And I think an engaged and informed patient is a cheaper and a healthier patient. And do you think there's any sort of principles or... Um 
lessons that can could be adopted elsewhere that that um, you know that that you think would be worth exploring in the UK and, and beyond in, in you know around the world really. Yeah, I I think you know I did part of my training here in the UK in London. Um, the generic elements of Parkinson Net, concentration of care, education, patient-centered approach, collaboration with other experts, and a new fee for outcome reimbursement system for the entire system can be copied to any other chronic disorder. Having said that, there are two critical requirements that need to be fulfilled in order to get those new networks going. You need priming funds to do it, build guidelines, do the train, training courses for the participating professionals, build your ICT, um, and who is going to invest in, in, the, in, in the first steps of the network? Because the problem in Holland, and it's, it's the same in many other countries, is the one who invests is not the one who yields uh, the benefits. The, the harvest is, is, is elsewhere. So, uh, for example, if I keep people... Um, at work, if I uh, avoid unemployment, if the medical system invests, it's the employers who benefit, but they didn't make the investment. So yeah. the, the health insurance in Holland don't want to invest in any efforts to keep people employed at a national basis. It's a huge interest. Of course. And yeah. they're not interested. So it's, 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 it's sort of um, trying to bring people around to looking beyond their own interests, I right. suppose, yeah. And that, that's why I strongly believe in integrated care organisations where the funding is on a population base and where anything patients encounter, including the welfare that I discussed this morning in my lecture at the Health Summit, uh, is part of an accountable care organisation. So we typically tend to fund fragments of healthcare, the university medical centre or the physiotherapist in the community, we're now striving for an integrated care organization, including welfare, social care, care at home, as part of one organization. And the interesting thing is, our negotiations with the Dutch health insurers are now such that my hospital is being rewarded for every patient who is no longer coming to the hospital. I mean, that's a 180 degree a very change yeah. in thinking. And, and we use that money for Parkinson TV. We use the money for education for research, the typical university medical center tasks and the physical handshake is sometimes necessary. I don't, I'm not saying you should do away with the centers of excellence, but I think we see many patients for questions that can be addressed in a better and cheaper way elsewhere. Okay. And do you believe that this approach could be sort of translatable to other um, chronic conditions, other conditions so that patients in those areas could um, you, you know, embark on something similar, I suppose. Yeah, there's a huge interest from colleagues in the Netherlands and actually beyond to have a similar network for dementia, COPD, heart failure. Like I said, there are two requirements. One is the initial funding, which is a challenge. The other one is I cannot build that network for them. I can deliver consultancy about the generic tricks. We can borrow the ICT solutions, but a champion in the COPD field must lead COPD network and that requires a substantial investment in time and energy and leadership mm -hmm. from a COPD professor and I'm mentioning COPD on purpose because with professor Richard Deckhuizen, uh, professor in my university we are now building a COPD network or actually he is building the network 
but he benefits from our expertise. But he needs to do it. Yeah. So it's about sort of having the leadership and the sort of will to do it from, yeah. from those people. Yeah. yeah, it's the initial funding and it's the leadership from w within the field and a conviction that this is the way to move forward. And could you just talk a little bit about sort of some of the, um, the outcomes and, you know, the, of, of your approach and sort of what, what that's brought? Yeah, um, we have a number of positive outcomes. One is our efforts to concentrate care have been very successful. Prior to Parkinsonet, an average physiotherapist in Holland was treating two, maybe three patients each year. It's, it's way above 15 now. Um, and we think volume of care is not synonymous to quality of care, but it's a critical component. Mm -hmm. The second part uh, is that adherence to guidelines and the knowledge of guidelines is much better now in the Netherlands. And in terms of health outcomes, we had a very striking result uh, where we showed that the number of hip fractures has gone down by over 50% uh, in the Netherlands, which is an amazing result. Yeah, yeah. But it does make sense if you realize that neurologists are now pushing levodopa higher than they did before. Physios are now offering evidence-based gait and balance training, and occupational therapists are removing domestic hazards in a collaborative effort. Sure. And then incidentally, as it turns out, the costs went down this was never our intention, it just happened to us, but the cost went down by about 20 million euros for Parkinson's care alone in Holland, which is about four to 5% of our annual expenditure on Parkinson's care. If you then think about translating this to COPD, dementia, etc., it's billions of pounds in cost savings. Yeah, so the evidence is, uh, is there. Yeah. It is, is compelling. And what is interesting to know, and for us was a, a real learning experience, is Kaiser Permanente, a very powerful, influential American organization, uh, $65 billion organization, toured Europe trying to identify good healthcare innovations. And they identified one initiative, our Parkinsonet, as an in interesting way to add value to the patient's lives and at the same time reduce costs. So in a collaborative effort, we are now building a new Parkinson net network in Southern California, in Orange County, in South Bay, which I just think just sounds very nice. <laughs> um, and that's been a really interesting learning experience because Kaiser is a chain of well-organized hospitals, but with a weak community. Okay. The strength of the Dutch Parkinson net was its community basis. So while the generic components can be copied to Kaiser, it was not a copy-paste enterprise, and it really is consultancy. And that's why if people in the UK are considering a similar network, um, it, re it really requires a tailor-made solution. Um, I, Kaiser is an extremely interesting organization because it is both an insurer and a healthcare provider in one go. Um, this is forbidden in Holland because they, people are afraid it creates perverse incentives. It does create interesting solutions as well, because we talked about the issue of who's making the initial investment. Kaiser can just say, we're investing in Parkinson net because the ones who make the earnings is, is Kaiser. And I predict and expect that the scaling of Parkinson net across California and the subsequent implementation for other chronic disorders at Kaiser will be much faster compared to the Netherlands, which would be a shame almost for us. <laughs> 
So you obviously have the fully integrated system with Parkinson's Net. Um, how would this work for patients who have more than one um, uh, chronic condition or more than one health um, condition? How do you ensure that these patients sort of uh, uh, receive care in, 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 in a sort of um, joined up way? Yeah. No, this is an excellent question. <clears throat> the reality is patients over 70 have three to four chronic conditions. And while Parkinson's Net has helped to improve the quality of Parkinson's care, it doesn't answer all their other questions. And there was a fascinating debate in Holland about specialists versus generalists. And I think you need both. So my vision of the future of care is you need parallel networks of excellence for isolated diseases, but they come together at the basis, which is run by a generalist, the general practitioner. And I always say the ultimate generalist is the patient, him or herself. And for example, if the Parkinson neurologist says drink more because of constipation, and the next day the cardiologist says drink less because of your heart failure, the patient is stuck. So you need both a generalist overseeing comorbidity in polypharmacy and experts who answer sub-questions related to a particular disease. But the integration is done by the generalist. And I think in this modern era, ICT is a particularly powerful way of bundling the experience so we're working with communities uh, in a Facebook-like environment, um, but it includes a private community. It's really exciting. It's a community run privately by the patient who invites as quote-unquote friends his medical team, stores all the medical information in the community, and rather than having a medical record where the doctor grants the patient access to the medical record, we now have a private medical record run by the patient and the patient gives the doctor access to his data. And this integration of information, knowledge and discussions are done now in Holland within these private communities.